This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to TMZ Live. Charles here. And Babcock here. So uh, Britney Spears and her father, Jamie, we know it is a very troubled, estranged relationship. Um, But out of something kind of tragic uh, that happened to Jamie Spears, there is now a chance that they could reconcile sometime in the near future. Mm. Something I thought Uh, might never happen, honestly. Right. Uh, So let's start with the the bad part here, uh, is that her father is battling, has been battling, a lot of different ailments, but what we found out is that he actually had to have his leg amputated uh, about a month ago, and this was after he'd had several infections in that right. leg. He'd had surgeries, right. he had like five, something like five procedures, Charles, um, that to try and avoid obviously this outcome. Uh, they could not save the leg, and they, it was amputated. Um, he is obviously recovering from that, and still has other ailments. And we uh, are hearing from people connected to Britney. She is aware of some of this, some of the ailments. Not sure if she actually knew about the amputation, uh, and if she didn't, she would know now. But what we're hearing is that she has made some some sounds. It sounds like she is at least warming to the idea of reconnecting Mm -hmm. with her father. And we know that she's already done that with other family members, but now this could be the moment where she reaches out to her father and they talk about reconciliation. And important to note, too, we're told that he would be open to that, too. Like, he would welcome her with open arms. And you have to kind of wonder, ever since she got out of the conservatorship, she has taken 100 shots at him. Uh, She wrote the book. She takes shots on social media, talking about how awful he is. He has stayed quiet, other than things that his lawyers have handled. And you kind of wonder if maybe that has helped to his advantage in her kind of opening up and saying, you know what? Maybe I do need to make things right with my dad again because he really hasn't bashed her the way she's gone after him. He's just stayed quiet. And that's a great point. Obviously, she destroyed him in the book that she wrote. Look, it's time. Jamie is 71 years old now. Obviously, he's dealing with serious medical stuff, and you don't know what the future holds. And I I think it would be such a shame if everything that they've been through, Charles, if if something were to happen to him, God forbid, and they never had the chance to make things right. Well, what's interesting, though, about them reconciling, and there's there's just the the, uh, the father-daughter relationship that would be the first thing they got to deal with, but how does that, how would that affect the fact that there is an ongoing legal uh, right. situation where, um, you know, she, after the conservatorship ended, um, there were a lot of accusations about what uh, what Jamie had done with finances. Um, we know that uh, Brittany's attorney has made some really bold statements oh, about yeah. uh, about financial right. Uh, right, that he, like, misappropriated, right, right, millions and millions of dollars. Maybe, though, Charles, this is a way, if they can, on a personal level, if they can patch things up, maybe there's a way to avoid the battle inside the courtroom and, and fix things as father and daughter. Uh, may, maybe this is the answer to all of those and problems. And we, we should say that as far as those, the, the legal battle, nothing's really happened up to this point. No. There have been a couple of filings, but there have, hasn't been... You know, a um, they're not going into court. Right. There hasn't been a lawsuit actually filed. Right. It's not too late. So 
it's been a lot of talk on Matt Rosengart's part, Brittany's attorney, and we really haven't seen him. Like you said, Charles, he hasn't filed anything. As far as we know, Jamie doesn't have a whole lot of money either. So even if there right. was something that happened, I don't know how you'd recuperate any of that money. But uh, as we know, Matt Rosengart for a long time since the beginning said he's going to hold Jamie accountable. He's going to get this money back. And we know that Matt has charged Brittany millions of dollars, but he hasn't right. gotten any of that back. Uh, that he says Jamie Spears misappropriated. So, you know, that there's that issue. But I, I think out of this, you know, negative thing that has happened, if it leads to, you know, Brittany actually con contacting her father, um, and like Brad said, he, we know he's open to it. It's really a matter of her opening right. the door. And, it, and if you look at, uh, and if it's any indication what's going on now with her mom, mom. and obviously her brother Brian, they were uh, all three of them hanging out together, spending time together recently in L.A. So I think it's, there's clearly a, a the, the will is there on Britney's part, yeah. Charles. I think she wants to make things right. Hey, this is Sakura from St. Pete, guys. Um, you know, I really hope that Jamie and Brittany can re reconcile. The main reason is her mental health. I think it's going to be a great thing for her to be able to not be so bitter about the things that's happened in that conservatorship. And also just the fact that uh, my a daughter and a father should be able to reconcile before any, you know, severe health issues, you know, have him not with us anymore. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And, you know, we should also point out that, you know, obviously what you said about her relationship with her mother yeah. um, and with her brother, it does feels like maybe the, at what Brittany's going through at this point is we we, should, we can't overlook the fact that she is alone a right. lot now. Sam Isgari was that right. rock for her, Charles, for years, and, so and th he's not there anymore for her, and she doesn't have anybody. It might be the opening that makes her feel like maybe I really do need family around, right. and if they can work it out, that would be great. Uh, all right, moving on now to Jamie Foxx and an emotional speech from him last night as he was receiving an award at the Critics' Choice Association Awards. So he was getting an award for his movie, uh, The Burial. Yeah. And this was the first moment where he uh, got emotional opening up about what he went through. Now, he's still not saying exactly what that medical crisis yep. was. Um, and it is still amazing that they have kept that all under wraps. Incredible. But here is what he did say about what he went through. I want to thank uh, everybody. Uh, I've been through something, I've been through some things. You know, it's crazy. I couldn't do that six months ago. I couldn't actually walk to... I wouldn't wish what I, what I went through on, uh, on my worst enemy, because uh, it's tough when you, when you, when you, when you almost, when it's almost over, when you see the tunnel. I saw the tunnel. I didn't see the light. <laughs> it was hot in that tunnel, so I don't know where I was going. <laughs> You're going to the right place? It's still always funny, but... Yeah, hasn't lost his sense of humor. Uh, that much is clear. Um, but again, I, I, I still wonder, is he, a, is he working up to actually talking about what it was? Right, he comes or so is he just gonna close, Charles. I, you know, I think, look, Jamie Foxx is one of the most talented people in all of Hollywood. The guy is remarkable. And it, I, I remember hearing a quote, a Confucius quote, okay, right? Uh, every, oh, wow. to this. every man quote. has okay. two lives, and the second starts when he realizes he has one. And I, I think for Jamie, and I'm very smart, guys. <laughs> 
I, I think when you have I, to I tell think, people I, you're just, very smart. That's no, <laughs> my, 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 my point is, Charles, I, I think I, I think this showed him that, hey, look, I, I, I'm not immortal and I might be this incredibly talented right. person. But he saw that, hey, this, you know, tomorrow is not guaranteed, even if you're uh, if you're Jamie yeah. Foxx. And and. It's powerful. And I will say that I don't think he he may never come out and say this because also during his speech, he credited um, his daughter and I believe his sister for keeping, you know, everything under wraps during the months that he was in the hospital. No one knew what he was in there for. No one knew even really how long he was in there for because he was transferred to a rehab facility in, you know, Chicago. And he was there for a while, too. And and, and like you guys mentioned, he he had some humor to play along with it because, um, you know, that's just Jamie Foxx in true fashion. But you can tell when he got choked up that this was a very serious incident as he spoke about, you know, uh, seeing the tunnel, but not the lights. Um, but I truly don't think he's ever going to come out and speak about what exactly what happened. Hmm. The way today in celebrity culture goes and the fact that uh, he went through all of that and, and it, it did not leak right. is, is a, a minor So miracle. at this point, why? Probably not. It? Right. Hey, this is Aaron from the Bronx. And in regards to what Jamie's saying, I it kind of caught me by surprise, but I do understand in a sense because he's basically saying, Something real, real dark happened. It was almost it for me. And right now, I want you to know I went through something, but I don't want you to know what that something is exactly just yet. It's almost like he wants to tell us, but he's just not being completely forthcoming because he's just not ready for us to know. Yeah. yeah I, he's still trying to wrap his mind around himself. So he's not ready for the, 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 the civilians to know. He's not ready for <laughs> us to know. Right. So he's keeping that close to the chest. Yeah, I think that's and, right. And that's probably the way it's going to go. Yeah. But you know what? It's just great to see him back exactly. at an award show in that environment. Right. Um, Whether just, he talks about it or not, who cares? Glad right. he's here. He's okay. Indeed. So Cardi B and Offset appear to be on the rocks again. Mm. Uh, we've been down this road before <laughs> where times. she's gone so far as to file for divorce yeah. and then withdraw it. They always seem to make up, Charles. They do seem to make up, but at least at this moment, yeah. Cardi is saying she's had enough. And we don't know what's really behind this, but they've stopped following each other on social media. And more, I think, auspiciously is the post that Cardi put up oh, yeah. where you could say it's subtle, but I don't think it's very subtle at all. Uh, she posted this, said, you know when you just outgrow relationships? Mm. Uh, I'm tired of protecting people's feelings. I got to put myself first. Wow. Certainly seems like someone going through uh, the end of a relationship. Right. And then also, cryptic, more cryptically, Offset posted a clip from Scarface uh, where Tony Montana is <laughs> talking about basically that he set up their whole organization. That mm. Like he's responsible for their success, their massive like amount of taking, success. Right. Um, and almost, I guess you could view that as a threat if he's saying that to Cardi, like, if you think you're going to be all right, right. without me. Like you're nothing without me. Right. I hope that's not he was hinting at because Cardi B would be perfectly fine without Offset. She started out without Offset. She'd be perfectly fine without him. I will say when I did first see Cardi's story with those messages, I was hoping she was talking about like a friend or something. I was like, please do not let it be Offset again. Uh, but then when I noticed that they unfollowed each other, it was kind of obvious that she's probably talking about Offset. Um, hopefully they can fix, uh, fix this. We know Cardi and Offset have gone through public um, fights before and they've made it through. So hopefully this is just something along those lines. But, you know, for her it's to It's hard to be able to on, say, right? Right, it is, it It's hard is, to with, say because we don't know what happened 
what's at the root right. of this. Exactly. And and before we have known, like when they've got into public flights, they've, they've always kind of right. given us what the, the issue of the root is. Usually it is cheating, uh, but she didn't allude to that in any way, shape or form um, with her messages. So it is kind of hard. And, and it might not be about offset. Maybe they're just not following each other for a promotion for an upcoming project. Who knows? But I mean, yeah. we'll just have to keep, keep looking and see. If not for that unfollowing, I would say it could be anything. But I think in, in 2023, when you unfollow somebody, that's that's the kiss. And when you really unfollow happen. and you post the things that they posted. Right. Now, I'll say this. They, have, they have kids together, Charles. They're going to be in each other's life. So they got to figure out a way to get along, even if they're not romantically involved with each other anymore. With that said, I think they'll make up because... Because that's what they do. Because that's what they do. Maybe they should just also have a conversation. It seems like they're talking to each other through their Instagram stories, and they probably might be even in the same house. So just maybe just sit down and have a conversation, and maybe (laughs) they can figure it out. Hi, my name's Christina. I'm from Coquitlam, BC, Canada. And you know what? There's something, there's a different energy about this one because there's not as much drama playing out on their Instagrams. So a little bit ominous, I must say. Right. I know what you're saying. Like, when they're both barking at each other and saying stuff to the, and posting videos of themselves. It feels like they are trying. This one just feels like everyone's moving away. So we will see uh, how that develops. Okay, to uh, another family in in strife, and that would be Michael Orr, uh, who is the guy behind The Blind Side. He's the former NFL player who um, the movie is based on. And you know that there's been this ongoing dispute with we thought his adoptive parents, right. essentially his adoptive parents, the Tuies, he's since found out that they didn't actually right. adopt him. Yep. And that's part of the, that's one thing he's upset about. And the bigger thing is money in that he feels that they ripped him off, yeah. that he didn't get royalties from the movie the same way everyone else in the family did. Well, they just filed some documents accusing yeah. him essentially of extortion um, because in the documents they include some text messages that, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I don't know if this is um, a very clear case of right. extortion, but it reads like it uh, if these texts are accurate. In the documents, they say that he sent them a text uh, asking for $10 million. Yep. Feels like that's what he lost in royalties. Right, $10 million or I will expose you. Right, right. and therein lies the extortion. It says, I will expose you to the media. He actually name-checked TMZ, said, I'll tell TMZ. Uh, what you have done, my, what my supposed parents have done. Um, and they rejected, they say they rejected right. that $10 million, so we're not going to pay you $10 million. And then he responded with a text saying, okay, now it's 15 because I want it $10 million plus taxes. This is kind of the, the second big haymaker the Tuies have thrown in court documents over the last few weeks. Uh, uh, if you recall, a couple weeks ago, they filed documents in which they said they had receipts where they actually made payments to Michael over the agreement they had with the blind side. They said it was about 138 k that they owed him. It was split between everybody. Everybody in the family made 138 k each. Uh, he got his share. They provided what they said were receipts that they gave to Michael. They said uh, some of those receipts were even from as early as, or as, as most recently as April. So uh, they are uh, uh, firing back in a big way at Michael, and it seems almost weekly, if not monthly now, uh, that they're going after him and and kind of saying, like, look, we didn't extort you. We didn't take advantage of you. We really did try to take care of you, and and here's all the receipts to prove it, and here's your text message that prove it. Well, there's one thing you said there, Edward, that I didn't realize. So what's the receipt from April? So they paid him 138K. They claim that they paid him 138K, which is what they owed him, uh, in installments, 10 different installments, and the most recent payment was this past April. So Mm. they're claiming that they paid him all the way up until, you know, just recently, 
least weeks or months ago even. So that's what they're claiming, and, and now they're saying that he tried to extort them even after they made these payments. The reason I thought the April thing was interesting, because when did he, it was over the summer, right, when, when he first went public right. saying, they didn't adopt me, I was in a conservatorship. Yeah. Was that after that last payment? Like Correct. maybe he was I, like, I, well, I, if this is all I'm getting, now I gotta go after right. Correct. That, that could be a possibility, but I believe, yes, he did file that. that uh, it's not necessarily a lawsuit. It's his legal documents right. that he filed uh, right after that payment. I, I believe so. Yeah, it's shocking. I mean, obviously, I don't think anybody expected this story to end up where it is here, and uh, there shows no was, signs of this stopping. It was such a nice, heartwarming movie. You thought, and right? And now this family is in Throughout shambles. War. What's also interesting in the documents, they said they still view Michael, even though they didn't adopt him, they still right. view him as their son, minus all the... <laughs> I, what did they say? The vindictive uh, right. uh, legal uh, battle that he's fighting with us. Hi, my name is Raymond Constant from Atlanta, Georgia. And about Michael and the family, I mean, first of all, he's a football player. I know he made millions of dollars playing. Um, and I know they're talking about his life and everything and his family. They helped raise him. And, you know, he should have some respect. I mean, I think it's just really wrong that, you know, this guy has, is doing this kind of stuff. He's a football player. He made millions of dollars. I mean, they're making a movie about his life to inspire people. They adopted him or, you know, allegedly adopted him and they, they helped him out, you know, they fed him, they grew him up and they helped him. So I don't really think he should be doing all that towards him or even, you know, uh, allegedly um, trying to extort him over money or stuff like that. I, I, I don't think it's a, a situation of money because I'm, I'm quite sure him playing in the NFL, he's made a lot of he money. He made tens of millions of dollars but in the NFL. Do we but. know, like, because I, I, ever since he came out with this, that was the one thing I wanted to know, how much... Did he blow through his money? Right. Like, why is he so upset Look, about it? He was never Patrick Mahomes, obviously. You make $30 million, taxes, agents. I, I just don't, and I'm sure out there, right. people are like, oh, he made $10 million, boo-hoo. But I, I don't think that he, he's not a billionaire, Charles. You know right. what I mean? And, and I could see, hey, if somebody makes a movie and it's my story and I think that they took advantage of me, they screwed me over, I, hey, I, I'm not saying I wouldn't feel the same way as Michael. Someone Bush. has put it in his ear that he got screwed over Clearly. by this film. And he's going after the Tuis for it. So right, um, I don't think we know ultimately how much money was yeah. was paid to who. All right. Well, uh, there's going to be more to come on that, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, former Congressman uh, George Santos not going quietly. No, he is. Are you surprised? No, he's, <laughs> no not in the least bit. Uh, after he was expelled from Congress on Friday, uh, he wasted no time picking up a new gig on Cameo. Mm. Well, he lost that big $175,000 salary. So now he's doing, I think they're charging $200 yep. for a video. Here is just a little bit of the kind of thing he's putting out there. Megan, how are you, darling? I hear that you're getting some tough heat in the press and that life might be a little rocky now. Let me tell you something. If you believe in what you stand for and if you fight for what you do and you stand by those convictions, screw the haters. The haters are going to hate. <laughs> yeah, and they did. I, I can't believe, I mean, I don't know. I guess if you got the video, you would want to listen to it because you're like, what is this? What is right. I think especially say? if you're into politics, Charles, I could see it's a joke, right? I mean, you kind of have it's a $200 joke. Friend. Yeah, right. I, mean, I guess that's if a joke. But. Um, but there is something that George Santos is not laughing about. And that is. Uh, a new film that's going to be coming out about him. It is based on a book written by Mark Chiasano. Uh, it's called The Fabulist, The Lying, Hustling, Grifting, Stealing, and Very American Legend of George Santos. I love the title. Great title. It really it encapsulates everything yeah. that we know of George Santos. Uh, so joining us right now is Mark Chiasano. And we've got to say right off the bat, congratulations, Mark. I know 
that your book has been optioned and HBO is gonna make a film out of this, Amazing. so congrats. Thank you so much, yeah, really looking forward to it. So you did all your research on George Santos. You went actually to Brazil, you went back to, you know, where I, I guess the lies started. Yeah. You tell us. Yeah, so I that was kind of what I was really looking forward to in this book was kind of digging into Santos's actual background and, you know, figuring out how, how he ticks. And so, you know, he was born in Queens. And so I spent a lot of time uh, knocking on different doors in Queens, talked to even former teachers of his uh, in Queens public schools. And then the really fun part was going back to Brazil, where he spent time as a young man. It's where his, uh, his family is from. And, you know, that included going to a to a drag club to see his drag mentor perform. One of the only ways we can get a sense of how Santos used to perform. Even spoke to someone who said that uh, Santos once performed in a beauty pageant in Rio. He did not win, but it, uh, he did perform. <laughs> so, yeah. So we saw those images um, several months ago of him down in Brazil and in drag and everything. Mm -hmm. But what's weird is that he was denying all of this. And there are just so many people, it just seemed weird, maybe not now, that right. in the face of so many people saying it was him and right. we could see so evidence, the images evidence. and he would still just say, no, it wasn't me. And then he eventually did admit it. But uh, what, what was the sense you got of him from people in Brazil? Did they think that this guy was above board or did they see the start down there? Yeah, you know, so so Santos claims that he had just dressed in drag a few times. He kind of had fun at a festival. You know, that was not the uh, sense that I got when I spoke to people in Brazil. Um, they suggested it was more widespread than this. Um, and yes, he was in Brazil. He seems to have been kind of uh, doing the usual hustle that we know that we know now. It included I write about this in the book. Um, he had a little thing going with his grandmother, elderly grandmother, who he'd kind of uh, you know, mooch some money off of. This is a woman who went to church every day, you know, a very religious older woman. So I think with Santos, it's been patterns like this from the beginning. Mark, what, what does make this guy tick? Uh, what, what, what did he and, want? And how did he, is it shocking when you go back and look at the whole history of him that he ended up being elected right. to the House of Representatives? congressman. It is a little shocking. Um, I do think that he has always had sort of ambitions for more. Uh, he was always very interested in fame, celebrity, uh, celebrity culture, very interested in, for example, Miley Cyrus, The Real Housewives, Bethany Frankel. Um, so this is kind of the world that he was invested in. And it just turned out that politics became that kind of world in the kind of 2016 era, you know, wasn't always like this, but now it's really a celebrity universe in a way. And so kind of no surprise that that's where he ended up. So do you think that he, even though he's been expelled from Congress, in a way, did he get what he ultimately wanted from what your research shows you, which is fame? You know, or he infamy, always wanted fame, for sure, and notoriety. Um, I think that's right. You know, he has a serious legal challenge ahead of him, so I don't think that's fun. He himself has said he's concerned about it. But in the meantime, he's having a lot of fun, and uh, he's finding a new way to make money, that's for sure. So we actually spoke to uh, George for a story that we actually uh, just put on the site today. He says that um, he is, he's threatening that he's going to sue HBO mm -hmm. over this project uh, based on your book and that he's upset that, that you didn't get his authorization, nor did you have access to him in putting it together. Uh, there is some truth to the idea that I did not have access to him. I did call him many times and try to speak to him. He did not want to cooperate. 
he did, however, pick up the phone and uh, chat with me and kind of threaten me for a while and uh, talk about how I was going to get everything wrong. I spoke to over 100 people for this project, lots of people who know him, family and friends. Uh, there's tons of documents and lots of hours of footage uh, that uh, that I reviewed to write this this book. So very comfortable with the portrayal I did. And uh, I would love for him to read it. Yeah, Mark, was he threatening a lawsuit? When you say he was threatening you? He threatened so many things. Uh, you know, I've, uh, he said, don't knock on any doors of family members. They'll call the police. Uh, this is sort of standard journalistic practice that you want to speak to everyone, of course. Um, I had never had the police called on me, so I'm not sure what he was getting at. Hmm. Uh, it would be really odd for George Santos to make an idle threat. Um, <laughs> uh, Mark, thank you so much for being with us. Looking forward to see uh, how the, the project turns out with HBO. Um, and I, by the way, as I said, I love your title, and I hope that the if, even if the editor said to you, it's a little long, that you said, nope, we got to do it because it's, it's got it all in there. It's very American legend. It's really true. Yeah, all the way to Congress. Thank you so Thanks. much for being with us, Mark. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. It is so true. Like, only the, the fact to use the word American legend, yeah. that someone with this background who said all these things and apparently lied a lot to get there ends yep. up in Congress. That's American way. Uh, all right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes debut their podcast, and the first topic is the day that Amy thought that TJ had killed himself. They get into this. It is very emotional yeah. and kind of bizarre tale. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, Amy Robach and TJ Holmes are back on the air. Uh, not at ABC, obviously, uh, where they were hosts of GMA3, uh, but they are together uh, after the whole scandal at ABC that uh, they had a relationship, um, which ABC said went against the fact that they kept it secret, went against their policies, so they lost their job. Actually, yep. it was uh, a year ago since Today? they were uh, last on the air for Happy ABC. Happy anniversary. So what they have started is their own podcast. It's simply called Amy and TJ, and they've got an iHeart podcast, and their first topic was what happened as their time at ABC was coming to an end. And Amy talked about the moment that she got some text messages from TJ yep. that were very concerning, and it's very clear she was worried that he had uh, taken his life. Yeah. And so she walks through this moment. He's there, obviously, on the podcast. You hear him a little bit, but it's mostly Amy, and she's very emotional thinking about that day and how she rushed to his apartment. You sent me a text basically saying, I'm sorry. You were the love of my life. I'm so sorry this has happened. And you just kept saying you were sorry, but you were using past tense in the entire text. And I texted back and I said, you're scaring me. Um, please tell me you're okay. No response. I was so afraid that he had done something. And I read it out loud to my mom and dad and I started to cry. 
And my mom looked at me and she was like, you have to go down there right now. You need to go check. And my dad said, I'm coming with you. I remember going down the hall, opening the door and my dad came in with me and I saw you and you were just splayed out on your bed. And I ran to you. I said, TJ, and you didn't move. And I remember it was the most awful thing having to touch your body to see if you were warm. Yeah, this this is heartbreaking to hear. And TJ did later clarify that um, he was drinking a lot of vodka and taking edibles. And they both said that that year was the year from hell. But it's amazing that they both came out of this still together and still strong. They're showing a united front. Obviously, they're doing this couples podcast. Um, and they walked the red carpet together for the very first time at the iHeart Jingle Ball. Um, and they were showing a ton of PDA on the red carpet. And a lot of fans are like, wow, why? did we let these people go? They are so great together. They have obvious chemistry. Um, and of course, they were famous hosts for years and years. So they have great TV presence. It's just uh, it's just insane. We got to get these people back on the air. But it's great. They're doing a podcast. I'm surprised they're being as forthright as they are. I mean, that's emotional stuff. And are, are you surprised at that, that they talk so candidly? I think they have to. I think that's what's going to hook people to come back to them. Like, yeah. The reason people liked them watching them together is they kind of felt like, oh, if they make a great TV couple. Right. They, <laughs> a they found out know. <laughs> they were more than just a TV couple. Right. Um, but yeah, I think they have to pour all that out. Yeah. So you got to get rid of, you got to talk about how you ended up here before you go forward and we'll see what the rest of the podcast uh, is going to be. I can't do that every day. My name's Christy and I'm from McKinney, Texas. Man, workplace romance is never a good thing. It just, it always ends up such a mess. But anyway, um, I'm glad for these two and I hope that they continue and have a very happy life together. And I hope that they had a lot of money and savings. <laughs> um, I think they're probably okay. Yeah, They're okay. Um, all right, moving on now to the YouTuber who pulled an incredible stunt that has now landed him in federal prison. Uh, this is crazy. You may remember this. Uh, this was back in December of 2021. Uh, a guy here in California jumps out of a plane because he says it was going to crash. Yep. Um, and Trevor Jacob jumped out of the plane and yep. everyone, and he had cameras on the plane. So we saw it crash. Then we saw him go, right. you know, scrambling around when he gets on the ground right. to go try and find the plane. Um, Pretty yep. amazing, right? Right. Well, here's the problem. Uh, after that crash, uh, federal authorities say that he did his, his level best to make sure that the NTSB could not investigate. Right, right. In fact, we lied all, to the federal authorities. Right. We all thought, Charles, that this was, uh, uh, you know, he had an emergency while up in the plane and he literally had to escape out of the plane to save his life. Turns out, no, not the case. He had set this entire thing up and it was one big stunt for Cloud or whatever else he gained from this. But... Yeah, now he's right. in prison. Right. The, the federal uh, prosecutor said he actually shot it in November 2021, posted it uh, about a month later. Yeah. Um, but once they started, obviously, when you see that, we all saw that crash, and you're like, wow, one, is he okay? Right. Two, 
what went wrong. It, all, it also, though, guys, it also <laughs> though, guys, seemed a little fishy how he had the camera set up. I remember right. when we covered this at mm -hmm. the time. So prosecutors looked into it, and it was all a stunt. Uh, basically, what this guy did was he, he ad eventually admitted to doing it. I guess it was involving some type of product that he was uh, paid to push. But what he did, actually, he waited two days to even report it, the crash, and in the meantime, had taken a helicopter to take the wreckage out, and he, he basically cut up all the wreckage and got rid of it so that they couldn't basically prosecute So they couldn't him. investigate it. Exactly. I, I mean, it, it, look, and, and I think at the end of the day, Charles, he was facing 20 years and, and six months when you consider what it could have been is, a, is probably a, a bit of a slap on the wrist. Once you leave that plane, but you have six no Six months idea. in prison is still six months no, in prison. No, hey, look, and I, I don't want to do it either, but it could have been far worse. You don't have any control of the plane, obviously, after you get out of it. I get it's a remote area. Who knows where that plane could have went and who, who could have gotten hurt or killed And, from and that. He, he also lost his pilot license, yeah, so good, that's well, good. <laughs> good. That, that good. seems reasonable. <laughs> Sean Willis, Birmingham, Alabama. Him going to prison is perfectly reasonable. It's not a controlled situation. If you want to do it for a product or anything else, they have permits just for that reason, so they can clear the area, keep it safe. You don't know who could be hiking, just what could happen, start a forest fire, anything. And I mean, with the camera angles he has, it's almost blatant that it was intentional. Right, yeah. and I think that was uh, the thing that really scared a lot of the officials, like that could have started a forest right. fire, and it's always a problem here in California. Do not count Kyle Richards and Maurizio Mansky out yet. Mm -hmm. There's still a chance. We're like saying it. there's a chance I that love they're going to work this out. You know, of course, that the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills uh, stars separated uh, earlier this year. And it's been, at times, seemed like there's not a shot here. Remember, Kyle, oh. a few weeks ago, actually referred to it as a divorce, yep. um, which made us think this is definitely not going to work out. Mm -hmm. But we got her yesterday. Uh, making a little deli run in Beverly Glen. And we asked her um, what's going on for the holidays. And I would say that this sounds a little promising, a little bit. Do you plan to spend Christmas with Mauricio and all the kids this year? I do. Oh, okay. I wanted to know, I mean, you and Mo and the kids were at the Grove this weekend. I mean, how are things between you? Well, good enough to be at the Grove. Good enough to be, <laughs> so it's better. Okay, I love it. And we get along, you know. Do you think you're going to be able to make it in the end, like, to make it work? I mean, you guys are a cute couple. Oh, thank you. Yep. We're just taking everything day to time. Thanks, guys. So, they're it's getting along. bad news. They're getting along. Right. And the fact that you're going to spend the holidays together. I guess the, where, the reason I said it's a little bit, she didn't say we've patched things. So no. We're getting right. along. Right. And the, the opportunity was be, there to say that, Charles. It's obviously which not Which might case. mean they're just getting along because it is the holiday season and right. they want to be, be with the kids. You know, they're both in therapy separately. They're not going to marriage counseling or couples therapy, but they are working with uh, their separate therapists uh, through these issues, according to the people that we've spoken to. What's going to be really interesting is I think Andy Cohen might go a little bit tough on Kyle at the, the Beverly Hills Housewives reunion, which is coming up in probably the next few weeks they'll film that. And I think she's gonna have a lot to address because the fans of the show this season still have a lot of questions. Very much so her her relationship with Mauricio and, and the marriage, but also her relationship with, with Morgan Wade. When will that actually air though, uh, Brendan? Uh, definitely after the holidays. Hey, after the holidays. And maybe that's not the bad thing. They spend the holidays together and hey, you find out where you go from there. Uh, speaking of the holidays, um, it's officially the holiday season yes, now because 
Tonight is TMZ's Merry Elfin Christmas, uh, our annual special uh, airing tonight, 9, 8 Central, uh, on Fox. And we had a great time great with guess. our celebrity hosts, including Kyle Richards, Shaq, Bill Maher, Tiffany Haddish, Mark Cuban. Gavin DeGraw with the musical performance. The get musical oh, performance. Cool it was a lot that? of fun. And yeah. Kyle did make, I, I know I, we've been talking about this and people are wondering when we shot it, right. did she talk about Maurizio? She does talk about him a little bit. Not she doesn't give in, you know, any, get into any detail right. about. Right. Although my, right, I had my mom texting me, "Hey, what you know? What's what going you on? Doing? I, I, I don't know, ma. No, <laughs> he didn't tell me." There is a reference though to their lack of a prenup. Yeah, uh, but you'll see is. that tonight. Uh, everyone was so much fun. It, it, it's like the, you know, it's like the, the TMZ show. We talk about kind of the biggest stuff in that day in pop culture. This is the the biggest stories from the year. And instead of Harvey, instead you've of got Harvey, like Shaquille O'Neal and right. You know, it's uh, quite a bit of a size difference. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bragging either. No, I mean, look, he's way bigger Although than me. You, what? You put Shaq in his place. Oh, I did. You That's right. Watch. Oh, you got to watch for if that. If for nothing else, watch for that. Trust me. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bernadette. I'm from Atlantic Beach, New York. Uh, you know, seeing that you know, Kyle and Maurizio are getting along, and you know, people speculating that you know they're getting back together. You know, I'm not really sure about that. Sometimes, you know, people just put on a happy face and get together for the sake of the kids, especially around the holiday season. But overall, I don't know that it's too, it, I think it's too soon really to call whether these two are getting back together or not. But if they are, then, you know, God bless them, at least, you know, two less people to see <laughs> on the market. And <laughs> <You know? laughs> we'll see what happens there. But again, uh, check out Mary Elf Christmas tonight, nine o'clock, eight central. It was so much fun to shoot it. Well, Ant-Man star uh, Jonathan Majors, uh, also from the Creed movies, uh, he was uh, in court today mm -hmm. for day two of his assault trial. Yesterday, they had opening statements, but today, his accuser, his now ex, Grace Jabari, took the stand and testified about their history of their relationship, mm -hmm. how they met, and other incidents besides the one that happened in March that triggered uh, this whole case. Um, but other incidents, she says, of uh, abuse, verbal abuse uh, in their relationship, verbal and otherwise. And in particular, she talked about, she said the first time she saw him lose his temper right. and says that it had, because she brought up something about one of her exes right. and her ex's dog. Yeah, long story short, she said that in December of 2021, uh, she was meeting Jonathan Majors' dogs for the first time and he was giving her instructions on like how to behave around them. And she was like, oh, no, no, I already know how to behave around dogs. My ex had a dog. I was really good with the dog. And according to her, he flipped out over that and said, how dare you bring up the ex? And that dog is, quote, unquote, pathetic is what she said. So he, he was just like bashing the ex-boyfriend, bashing the dog and berating her, as she claims, um, for bringing it up in the first place. And she says that was the first time she saw him angry. She says that was the first time I ever became afraid of him. And after that, she listed a bunch of other alleged times where he lost his temper. She claims that at one point he threw a candle at her, hit her wall, and it dented the wall. She took photos of that. So she's just listing all these different alleged instances. And this is something that the prosecution kind of laid out in their opening statements. They said this has been a pattern of abuse. Uh, you know, this has been a long time coming. What happened in March was the boiling point of like a controlling guy, et cetera, et cetera. Look, and I'm not trying to like discount her claims because they, they are troubling and serious on their face, but I want to hear the evidence over what happened that night specifically. All these other past right. things, sure. Yeah. If they are in fact true, yes, they're troubling, fine. But give me the evidence of what happened that night. 
All right, well, we shall see. Obviously, yeah. this is, Grace is testifying right. today and the prosecutors are presenting their case. Jonathan Majors will have a chance to present his. Uh, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hi, my name is Elizabeth Howard. I'm from Austin, Texas. And I wanted to talk about Jamie Spears. He had his leg amputated. Well, I mean, karma, karma, I hate to say it. I really hate to say it because I feel like families should be together forever, of course. But I mean, look what he did to her for such a long time. Karma, that's all I can say. Guys, come on. I mean, everyone agrees, and I know that the conservatorship went on too long. I agree with that. But everyone agrees that when he stepped in and, start, and the conservatorship started, right. that, that saved her life. Right. And she probably wouldn't be here so if not. So for people to be saying things like karma is, right. to me, I think is a step too far um, that the poor man has had a leg, leg amputated. But... I understand that what she said is probably what some Britney fans think, and I, I don't I don't get it. Peace, what's up, world? It's your boy, CL, representing DigiWax of New York. Um, long story short, uh, I feel like with Cardi and Offset, um, I don't know if they're really breaking up. <laughs> you know, they've been down this road before, and uh, long story short, I don't know if it's uh, they're trying to sell smokeless pits. We have to see how it really plays out. You know, I only wish the best for them. Yeah. And... Uh, I I hope they could power through it because we've all been there. What you said is interesting. Because of how Snoop did that rollout, mm. now everyone thinks that <laughs> right. celebrities You're are skeptical. plotting something. In some cases, it's not them plotting to sell a product. Right. Sometimes it's just a something. breakup. Could be. Uh, although, I don't know. Would you be shocked if it's not to be that? Charles, not I don't know. I don't know if you've heard this same saying that uh, breast milk cures everything. I haven't, but... I'm, I'm learning uh, today. Serena Charles. Williams is putting this to the test. I had never heard of this, but she is trying to deal with some sunburn she got okay. and posted her um, her solution. Maybe, I guess she says it works. I was in the sun. <laughs> Long story. Anyway, I'm trying some breast milk. Um, it works for my kid. Like they say, put breast milk on everything and I have a lot extra, so. I'm gonna try it for like a week or so, a week or so under my eye and see how it goes. What's the old joke? Put some tussin on it? Right. Chris Rock joke, Shake put some tussin, tussin on yeah. it? Yeah. It's not tussin, apparently it's breast milk. See, you learned something today, Mike. It's only, I'm only upset that it's winter now and I can't, you know. Go on a vacation. Go get a little thing. Uh, all right, uh, we will see you tomorrow.